All right, well, Psalm 33 is a psalm of praise. It is uh, a great psalm of praise. If you've never read through it, you should read through it. You should look at it, study it, maybe even memorize it, because it is a great psalm of praise, which is what we're talking about today. There's a quote by uh, Russell Yee about Psalm 33. He says, If the purest form of a hymn is praise to God for what he is and does, this is a fine example meaning this psalm, the body of the psalm is occupied with the Lord as creator, sovereign judge, and savior, while the beginning and the end express two elements of worship, an offering of praise and doing honor to so great a king, and a declaration of trust made in humble expectation. This is a great psalm um, that I think we can all learn from. But today, we're going to focus on the word praise. Okay? We're going to focus on the word praise. We're going to focus on verse 1 and verse 3 and how we do that. My question for you guys today is how much time do you spend mentally praising God? Okay, How much time do you spend mentally praising God, or do you seek your own praise? Um, and all of us would say, I think at times we do really well at seeking to praise God, and at other times uh, we seek the approval of man, or we seek um, our own praise in some way, shape, or form. And so that's the question of the day. How much time do we mentally spend praising God? Okay, Whether that's in song here at church, whether that's in the car, whether that's in your prayer life, or whatever it is. And the first thing that we want to look at is, or the first question we want to, we ask, I guess the second question, sorry, not the first, because that other one was the first, is what is praise? Look down at verse 1 with me. It says, sing for joy in the Lord, O you righteous ones. And then that word is praise right there. Praise is becoming for the upright. So first let's look at, at the word praise. What do we think of when we think of praise? Just use common sense for the first part of it, okay, if you guys are into writing things down. Uh, like my wife is or some other people are, write down what you think praise is. What do you think it is? Or in your head, you can just mentally say, okay, this is what I think praise is. Okay, here's what I think it is. The Hebrew word, um, if you look at like the Strong's Concordance or something like that, it'll say the word means laudation or a hymn. Okay, we know what a hymn is. It's singing to God, right? Uh, and a lot of times nowadays we think of an older song when we think of a hymn uh, but it's it's a hymn that's singing to god praising god a laudation that's not a word that we uh think of very often anymore uh unless it's christmas time i think there's a christmas song that says give him laud right uh so laud means to glorify okay laud means to glorify or to give glory give glory to someone okay and so praise is glorifying someone it's pointing out the attributes or character of someone or what they've done. Okay, for God, that's simply telling him who he is. Okay, because, you know, if we're trying, if I'm trying to try and glorify somebody, a human, you know, I might have to be like, okay, I gotta think of the good things in that human before I can glorify them, before I can uh, lift them up or encourage them. But for God, it's literally just telling him who he is. Okay? And so that's what praise is. So if we look at this, it says, sing for joy, verse one. Sing for joy in the Lord, O you righteous ones. Praise is becoming for the upright. So verse 1, we're going to look at the fitting praise, okay? And that's on your, uh, if you guys are into handouts, it's on your handout. It's the fitting praise, okay? The praise that fits, okay? There are two other, well, there are several other psalms, but here are two other psalms that start in a similar way uh, to Psalm 33. Psalm 92 says, it is good, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name almost high. Psalm 147 says, Praise the Lord for it is good. Sing the praise of the Lord for it is pleasant and praise is becoming. There's that word becoming again. So we need to look at what that word becoming is because praise is that 
Praise is that. Praise is becoming. So we're going to look at becoming and we're going to look at upright. Okay? What is becoming? Okay, if you look, if you dig down into that word, becoming, it means fit. Okay? And not like fit like I exercise a lot so I'm fit. But fit like it fits well. It fits good. It not only looked good, but it feels good. It's, uh, all of you guys probably have like a pair of shoes or a t-shirt or, or something that just fits good. You love wearing it because it, it fits good and you feel like it looks good on you. I had these old Jordans back in the day. They're Jordan 7s okay, uh, for Adam. Uh, Jordan 7s and man, they fit my foot just like perfect. And I used to play basketball. So like if I got the wrong shoe, I get these really terrible blisters. But these shoes never gave me a blister. They fit me just perfectly. They fit me so well that I bought another pair. I bought two pairs of them so I'd have a pair. And per usual, they discontinued them soon after. And so I can't get them anymore. But they fit so good. Uh, And that's kind of what this word means. It means it's fitting. Okay, Praise is fitting. It fits well. It looks good. Okay, Praise is fitting. It looks good. Now if you think of like not fitting or unbecoming. I have a lot of stories about that because I'm an unbecoming person in general. Hey, um, I, I, I go back and forth on which one of these stories to share because there's so many. My wife, when she met me, okay, I was in Arkansas at a camp and I used to rock climb a lot. I don't anymore because I had kids and so I don't. Uh, but I had these rock climbing pants and I, I should have brought them with me, but they were like three quarter length pants with like knee pads in them. Okay, so they were like probably the most ugly thing you could ever think of. And when my wife met me, she said the first thing she thought of when she saw me was, those are some ugly pants. And <clears throat> there are many times I'm unbecoming. There's, I'll share one more story with you. <laughs> I call it my most embarrassing moment of 2014. And all the youth have, or most of the youth have heard this one already, so I'm sorry guys. But um, I was an intern at a camp, and we started this Bible study, Okay. And I'm like, I don't know how I am, like 22 or something like that. And we started this Bible study, and the people, it was off-season at camp, so it's not youth. It's like, at that time I thought old people, okay? But they weren't really that old. My friend was like in his 40s, or no, he wasn't. He was like my age now, so I thought he was old though. Uh, so he's like in his 30s, and then there's some other um, people that are about his age or a little bit older. And we started this Bible study, it's the first night, and we don't know these people that well yet, Okay? We're trying to get to know them. So we do like a testimony time. Okay, that's what we're going to do tonight. So we walk all in, or they all come in, and and obviously, because I'm the youngest, I give them all like the couches because it's in this guy's home. And then there's two other nice seats, and so I gave it to my friend and his wife. And the only thing that was left for me to sit on was a hard wooden stool. Okay, and so we're all sitting in the circle, and we're doing testimony time. And it's pretty like, it's just pretty like, I don't know, deep, I guess. And like, it gets to the point where my friend's wife is giving, going through some like really hard stuff that she's been through. And all of a sudden, I have to toot really bad. And I was like, dude, I can hold this. I got to. Cause it's like, it's so serious. And no joke, she's in the, in the most serious part of this whole thing and i'm like okay i gotta get a better i gotta get a better grip so i readjust <laughs> on this hardwood stool and man it just it just came out and it was on a hardwood stool so it was um it was beyond loud <laughs> echoed through the room <laughs> i told you it was embarrassing and uh it wouldn't have been that bad really 
But she stopped her testimony and just went. <laughs> it felt like an hour. She was just, and no one laughed. I mean, it was just like, I'm like, guys, just laugh, lighten it up. And so I'm like, okay, what do I got to do to get this thing moving back in track here? Because we're all just sitting there, you know, ignoring the fact, but all looking at me. So I was just like, my bad. And uh, still no one laughed. They just sat there. And I was like, what are you guys doing? So anyway, she ended up continuing on. We had a big laugh about it later. But if we think about becoming, that is not becoming. That is the furthest thing from becoming that there is. Okay? And I'm not always becoming in my dress or the way I act. I try to be. Haley's helped me a lot with that. Um, but as believers, okay, and we're going to look at the word upright in a second, but as believers, what is becoming for us, what looks right, what is right, what's feel, it's to praise God. Praise is becoming for who? The upright. Okay, so who is the upright? Who is the upright? Well, the upright, it's, it's interesting uh, because in verse 4, look at verse 4. We're not going to go into it, but look at it. It says, for the word of the Lord is upright. That word upright comes from the word straight. Comes from the word straight. And so the upright could be one of two things. It could be those who are positionally righteous, who are positionally upright before God, or those who are seeking to live that out. Okay, either one. I think either one works here. But praise is becoming for that person. Okay, praise is becoming for the person who is right in position that means it looks right as a believer it looks right when you are praising god and it's also right for those who are seeking to live that out okay inversely a righteous person who does not praise god looks strange and out of place right if you just use simple logic praise is becoming okay not praise would then be unbecoming like the wooden stool story okay so spiritually if you don't want to look like the wooden stool incident, then we need to be praising God because that is what looks right. That's what fits us and it fits us well. Okay. And it fits us well. Okay. So praise is fitting. Okay. The fitting praise is uh, for the believer. Now we take a little interlude here. Okay. Because in verse two talks about thanks and praise. Look at it. It says, give thanks to the Lord with a lyre, sing praises to him with a harp of ten strings. Now this is Kind of a little bit of interlude here, but I just want to mention it, even though we're not going to go into it, okay? The lyre and the harp of ten strings, okay? When I did some research on this, now, I'm not a musical person. Um, so, like, to me, a harp and a lyre, I'm like, well, that's the same thing. They both have strings, you know, you just play it. Like, I don't know. But, turns out, if you are a musical person, you will know, uh, probably know, that they are two different instruments, uh, and if you're an, uh, you know, an instrument person, you might say, well, they're very much different. There are lots of differences. But in, back in this day, they were used together to make melody. They were used together. Uh, they were played at the same time to make things sound good. Now, it's very interesting because he says, give thanks to the Lord with a lyre. And then he says, sing praises to him with a harp and ten string. And we all know what giving thanks is, right? Three of you know what giving thanks is. For the rest of you, it's thanking God. Okay? So giving thanks, okay? And then praising God is telling Him who He is. God, you are good. You are holy. You are righteous. You are all loving. You know, whatever. That's, that's praise, right? And praise and thankfulness, they work well together. In fact, you might say that proper thanksgiving brings about praise, and proper praise brings about thanksgiving. 
because they work well together. Again, that one was for free. That was just a side note. Okay, verse 3. It says, sing to him a new song. The next thing I want to look at is the fresh praise. Okay, the fresh praise. How can praise be new? Okay, and how does that affect the old? What does that look like? Okay, we've looked at the fitting praise. Now I want to look at the fresh praise. Okay, it might um, seem kind of weird, fresh. What does that mean? But if you look at that word new right there in verse 3, that word new means fresh. Okay, which makes sense, right? Fresh is new. New is fresh. So it's fresh. Okay, it's something new. Sing to him a new song or a fresh song. Okay, this one's interesting. I think it's cool. The first time I kind of read through this, started looking at it, this is what I thought of. I thought of Lamentations uh, 22, and it says, The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. Compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. They are new. God's compassions and mercies are new every single morning. So the question I have is, how does this idea of praising the new affect the past? That's the first thing I want to look at. How does the idea of new praise affect God's past action? Should I only praise God for the things today, or should I praise God for the things in the past as well? We all know the answer to that, because if you keep reading the psalm, he goes through and he praises God for all the things he's done in the past. So we know that we're supposed to praise God for the past, uh, but also for the now. Okay, we're supposed to praise God for the past. Yes. Okay, we should praise God for the past. But that praising God for the past should inspire us to praise God for the now. Because God never changes. Because the God who parted the Red Sea is the same God that I serve today, right? And so the past actions, it shouldn't, and, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but these past actions of God, it shouldn't be like, yeah, God was this and that because of what he did do. No, it's God is this and that because of what he did do. And I think that's what the psalmist is getting out here. God isn't the God of the past. He's the God of the past, present, and future. He's the God of all tenses, right? And so we should not only praise God for the past, we should, but we should also uh, praise God for the now, okay? I don't think the author is saying God was, but he's saying because God was, God is when he praises God in this passage. So we should praise God for the now, because his mercies are fresh. His compassions are new every single morning. So we need to look for things that are happening in our life now that we can praise God for, not just things in the past, but in the past and right now. And you could say future too, okay? Because we have the scripture that eliminates that for us. I have another example. Again, the youth already heard this, so I'm sorry, youth. I keep just using old ones, but... uh, I started drinking coffee because of my grandpa, okay? I was six years old, or I don't know, that's how old I think. Not when I started drinking coffee. Don't worry. No. <clears throat> that, was my fir- that was my first sip, okay? Six years old. My grandpa, uh, he, he gave me a cup of coffee at church one day. He's like, you should take a drink of this coffee. I'm like, okay. Of course, it's black, okay? That's the only way he drinks it. And I took a sip of it and I like, spit it out. I'm like, this is gross. What is this? He's like, it's coffee. From, and from that point on, I, I mean, I love and respected my grandpa. And so I wanted to drink coffee. And I wanted to drink it black. Because if anyone ever put cream or sugar or anything in their coffee, he would say, well, that's frou-frou coffee. And so I was like, I got to drink it and I got to drink it black. And I got to drink it black. Here's the thing about a cup of coffee. Every morning, I drink coffee every morning. Okay, Every morning I wake up. And I get a fresh cup of coffee. Like, I don't have this giant coffee cup that has, you know, 20-year-old coffee in it. And it's slowly getting moldy that I'm slowly taking a sip of that's like, that's all there is. 
No, I make a fresh cup every single day, right? That's how God's mercies are. It's like every single day there's a fresh cup. It's not like there's only a certain amount of mercy or compassion. It's not like there's only this certain amount of God that we have and we can like slowly sip it up until it's gone. It's like it's fresh. Every single day there's more and it's fresh and it's hot. And if it's, if it's me, it's black coffee. Okay, cause that's the way I drink because my grandpa. But every single morning it's new and it's fresh. Okay, there's always newness in praising God. Because he's always the same. Okay, there's always newness in praising God because he's always the same. It seems kind of weird, but it's true. Because he never changes, there's always something new to praise him for. Okay, in our own life. And so, if we are going to be praisers, okay, because it fits us, and we want that praise to be fresh, we need to be looking not only to the past and what he's done in our life and in the life of of people around us or people in history, but also look and translate that into what is he doing for me today? And actively look for those things to praise him for. How is God good in my life? How is God loving in my life? What has God done for me? Those are questions that apply it to today. The final thing that we're going to look at is the finest praise. What quality of praise do you offer? And as I look out on the crowd, a lot of you just beat it out in sweat because you're like, I'm not a very good singer. Okay, neither am I. Okay, so what does he mean? Let's look at it. Verse 3, sing to him a new song, play skillfully with a shout of joy. Now, Garrett and Sky can play skillfully, but take the rest of us and put us up there. Well, some of you also can play skillfully. Put me up there with some of you guys else, and it's not going to be sounding very skillful, if you know what I mean. Okay. So what does he mean? Does he mean that we should only praise him if we're skillful in praising? Okay, Or does he mean the age-old thing that we've all heard, give him your best? Right? Give him your best. I think that's what he means. There is a, uh, I had this old, there's this old country church that I went to occasionally. It was out near our farm. So sometimes if we were like um, at our farm, uh, we would just like go to this country church or whatever because our home church is like an hour away. And so every time we went to that country church, there's this little, again, I thought old lady, but she's like probably my age now. I don't know. But there's this, uh, this lady and she'd sit on the front row and there, and you gotta get the dynamic of it. Okay. It's like, it's like this section of seat size and there's like 30 people there, right? And it's cause an old country church and she's sitting up front and whenever we sing, she sings so loud and enthusiastically. And it was great, except she was a terrible singer. It was awful. And uh, I remember as a little kid just like sitting there and being kind of, like, kind of embarrassed almost for her. Uh, but as I got older, uh, I started realizing that she was giving her best, that she was praising God with all she had. You know, and to me, that's a good picture of us giving our best and praising. And, and praise is not just like when Garrett and Sky get up there and they lead us, right? That's a part of it. Okay, praise should be every day. It should be in our prayers. It should be by ourselves. It should be corporately. There's there's tons of areas that we need to be praising God in. Okay, and when we do, we don't give Him a half-hearted effort like I did and do still when I'm embarrassed and don't want other people to hear me singing. So I'm like mouthing the words watermelon, watermelon. You know, we got to give Him our best. And not worry about 
the people around us, but instead worry about praising him for who he is, because he is all those things. Okay, so give God your best, not somebody else's best. Okay, I'm not going to get up there and be able to lead worship like Garrett is. Okay, but if I'm called to do that at some point in the youth group or whatever, still got to do it right, and I got to do it to the best of my ability. Uh, whenever I was, uh, I'm working on a house right now. I'm working on like doing like painting and stuff. And one of my applications when I was like thinking about this was, I have a lot of time like doing just manual labor stuff, right? And so I thought, as I am doing that, how can I be praising God? Okay, whether that's just like listening to worship music or whether that's like praying and just saying, God, you're this, you're that, or whatever it is, that's not in church. That's not on a Sunday, whatever. But it's a way that I can praise God more. Okay, and the more that we praise God, okay, the more that we do this, the better our perspective is, the more joy we have, right? And the more things we see about God that are just blow us away, right? Because it's it's almost like an avalanche. Like when you start praising Him, it just like it just like keeps coming and keeps coming because His mercies are new every morning, right? So, for us, okay, praise God because it fits you, okay. If you are out there and you're a believer, you believe in Jesus for eternal life. What looks correct? What fits you well? Okay, is it praising or is it not praising? And when we think about this, okay, when I think about it being fitting, I don't just think about praising God on my own by myself in a corner. We need to do that. Okay, but if it, if it looks good, who is it looking good to? God and probably other people too, which means we probably need to be verbally praising God when we're around other people, right? We should be verbally praising God or when we're around other people because that's what fits us. That's what looks correct on us. We also need to praise God with freshness. We need to not only praise God for who he was. God, you were awesome in the Old Testament, but I don't see how you're working in my life. No, it's God is, he was, he is, he will be. He is always the same, and because he's always the same, we can praise him in the now. Okay, And we can praise him for the future and the past. We should praise him for all three. But make sure that we praise God with a newness, with a freshness, because he is working. He is with us. He is doing things. Okay? Final one, praise God with your finest. Okay, so those of you who are not very good at guitar, go work on it. No, I'm just kidding. Now, just give God your best. Okay, don't make it half-hearted. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. Because, like, if I'm honest with you guys, if uh, sometimes if people are around, like, I don't know why, but it's kind of hard to be like, God is so good. You know what I mean? I don't know why. It just feels weird, you know, or something. And that's just me and my own sin. But like, I need to over. I need to get through that and not. Not worry about what other people think. Not worry about what they're going to say. If I say, man, isn't this a beautiful day that God created and made? You know what I'm saying? Instead of just saying, man, good day outside. It's like, man, hasn't God blessed us with a beautiful day? See the difference there? We can do this. We can praise God, and it looks right when we do it. 